Okay, so I'm drinking my coffee too. Healthy choices. Roll it. You have to have a little ownership of how technology affects culture and or They didn't have running water, but they had better net internet connections than I have had. You know, the internet has just changed your life. <laughs> Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. It's time to level up. It's time to let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and the very cool Blessing Mbofu. Yes, Blessing, somehow, through all of this, that is your label, the very cool. You get it. You get that label whether you like it or not. You are the very cool. Blessing Mbofu. Also, it was another chance for me to practice your last name because I feel like I'm close, but I'm still not quite there. Tell me the truth, Blessing. How am I doing on your last name? You, you're getting better. You keep getting better, which is good. We also so. acknowledge that you got adjectives in front of your name and I got Jeremy's here. Oh, and also the very cool blessing. <laughs> <laughs> Not spiteful, but it hurts a little bit. Jeremy. We're going to need to do something for Jeremy. Jealousy is an ugly thing. Well, we've already established when blessings on here, I'm a little jealous. So it's just, it's going to be, have to be what it is. Well, you're going to have to manage that tension. Okay, you're going to have to manage that tension. All right, so y'all don't recognize this, and you better not put me on Twitch, all right, because I am not dressed for Twitch, okay? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) You're you're like clicking it off. That's what you're doing right now. What? Is there a dress for Twitch? Yeah, I think there is a dress code. Like, I need like one of those big... What's the code? Big chair back that looks like a racing video game chair thing. And then I need to be... Which has this issue of... And then sitting in your underwear. Yeah, well... Which has this issue of uh, women playing video games or just living life in their underwear. And so they would get huge amounts of um, donations. This escalated quickly. Issue. My word. This is a family podcast, Jeremy. Enough about your Twitch stories. It really is a dress code on Twitch. Yeah. 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 So I'm definitely not dressed for it. Actually, okay, let's back up a little bit. I got high-speed internet. Okay? <laughs> we That's what this is it. about. This is what it's about. I got high-speed internet. I mean, that thing that all of Africa, well, not all, but other parts of Africa okay. have. You, I don't need you rubbing this in, okay? I went through years <laughs> of pain. While we were in Italy, it was kind of, I, I just dropped a post on it about it today. So if you're listening to this, it was like Tuesday, October 2nd. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I dropped a post on it, talking about it. And so here's the deal. Like, when we were in Italy, the internet was so-so. We were in a small town. I think... I think our download was anywhere, anywhere between like two and three megabits down, and then up was about half of that. And it was it was a shock because I used to, you know, at the place that I worked, we had high speed internet, right? So it was difficult at first, very frustrating, and a very frustrating time. And then we were going to move to a larger city place there in Italy, and we were all excited. We we're going to go to the big city and get big internet, blah 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 blah. And then we got there, and the internet was actually worse for us. Me knowing what the topic is about, so let me just shame you by saying there's people in Africa, north of Blessing, that doesn't even have running water, and you're sitting here complaining about the fact that you don't have good internet. What does that even mean? Well, why should people even care? Uh, a, a couple things to put in perspective, Jeremy. First of all, Blessing's right, first world problems. But secondly, I'm pretty sure there are places in Africa, I can say this fairly confidently, there are places in Africa that had better internet they didn't have running water but they had better net internet connections than i have had since coming to the united states that's a fact true story true story See? blessings back in yet why 
Is it because he's yeah. scared? No, because he's cooler than me. No, he's saying it because it's true. He's saying it's because yep. it's true. Keep so story. there you go. So, so it was a big thing, and I'm working online, like I'm internet. I'm, it's like my job, right? So, so there's a lot of tension with that, as well as just being able to communicate with others across seas, blah, 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 blah. So it is a pain point in life to the point like I became at first I was angry. Like I went through all the steps, psychological steps of mourning. I'm pretty sure eventually to the point where like, I didn't even really care anymore. Like it sucks the end. So we came back to the United States and we're like, we're going to go to the land of broadband. Like we're going to be able to get Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Schmamazon and all the different things. Right that are online because when we went to Italy, they didn't have that here yet. And so we were just really excited. We're all going to have this great internet. And before we bought our house, cause we were in the country here, you know, I called up the place be like, how fast is it? And they're like, it's, it's 10, right? It's 10 download upload was like two and a half or something. And I'm like, well, you know, I mean, it's not the, the miracle per se that we were hoping it would be, but it was definitely a lot faster than what we had before. And we were very, you know, anxious and excited about it. And we get the internet hooked up and it was only 1.5. Oh boy. Download. And the upload was 256. Whoa, so a that's quarter. Up. Not you did not of, read the fine print of speeds yeah. up to 10. That's annoying. Yeah. That I, is so I, annoying. I clearly, I clearly missed out on that subtlety. So it was yeah, it was a thing. Eventually, we also got a satellite internet, which has data caps, and the ping rate's really bad. So we've been paying for two internets to kind of hobble our way through life here. <laughs> so, and, and as of late, I would say probably, well, let me back up. Then we heard that our electric co-op was going to be bringing in this faster internet. Um, they have the infrastructure because they have the power lines and everything. So getting access is already there. And just like many, many years ago when urban and, and towns had electricity and power, people that lived in the rural areas and the farmers, they didn't have any electricity. And it wasn't profitable for electrical companies or at least electric companies weren't interested in the profitability of a small customer base. So they didn't have electricity. So what what people did is they formed uh, electric co-ops and basically it was they pooled their resources and they basically started their own electric companies, right? And so Which, let's be honest, it's the downfall of society because you're ruining capitalism and it's not allowing the free market to uh, take place and you're, you're really just destroying everything. Yeah, that's not true. So, so then, so <laughs> in that oh. same spirit that they you did this with the electricity, they decided to do this with the internet because there's lots of people here, um, and, and we live in one of the poorest counties. Maybe this is the poorest county in North Carolina. Um, and so, like, talk about kicking kicking people when they're down. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a very, very privileged person, and this was a pain point for me. It affected my job and everything else. I, I can't imagine, you know, other people, you know, kids are given homework assignment, and, you know, they might not have a computer, and if they did, it would you know, wouldn't do much anyway online because the internet was pretty, was pretty lousy. Um, now I'm rabbit trailing a little bit. Uh, well, let's connect it to your article. The, the you stole okay, from yeah, me and yeah. you wrote. Yeah. Yeah. That I stole from you. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it talked about that. 70% of homework is, uh, needs to be done. That, okay. 70% of homework that's assigned to kids. You need the internet to do. And there's 5 million families in the United States that has, have no access. And so I recently saw that. And it really hit home because here we've been we've been 
kind of feeling the, the pain points and the tension. And we have the resources and the means to kind of patch our way through it like we have and, and kind of make the best of it. And there's lots of other people that just don't have that option. And it really hit home. I had a lot of empathy, right? Like not sympathy. I had empathy. <laughs> okay. It was real. Um, but the thing of it is, is we had the light at the end of the tunnel because the uh, electric co-op was, was going to be bringing uh, fiber optic based internet to our area using, like I said, the infrastructure. Uh, much like they brought electricity so many years ago, they're bringing broadband to the area. And uh, so, yeah, it, it finally got here. We were the first people in the county to get it. Uh, very grateful for that. And we've had it now for a little over 24 hours as we record this. And let me tell you that it is just, it is so amazing. Um, the ability to download things, videos don't buffer. I mean, it's not even that they just, I mean, they to used to, to buffer on one for I know. I actually, exactly. My kids were like, yeah, we don't have to download stuff when we're at Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, because um, they have free Wi-Fi. That's such a sad uh, statement to make, let me just say. <laughs> I mean, I know it's true, and yeah, I right. do it too because yeah. I have data caps on my mobile phone. But yeah. right, exactly. So I know guys um, who go to church and 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 the guests that open Wi-Fi, then the first thing they do yes. is hit update all mm-hmm. on there. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it goes away for a couple minutes, we... and then eventually, slowly peters back. Does that happen to you guys? Does your internet thing go no, away because there's too many? people downloading their updates no not no. for us there's a limit it only accepts a limited number of ips yeah. so if you're late to church you don't get on the wi <laughs> oh that would be so cool imagine that now there's a thing i don't <laughs> there's a thing. I, I don't believe it was done intentionally but it does have interesting <laughs> we set up there's our own thing as a random side note, we set up our uh, Wi-Fi so that you have a um, down or bandwidth limit. It had unlimited access for users, but it would um, sh- intentionally share it amongst all users that were guests. And then it had a private one for people that wanted to do the private part of it. And it was our um, telephone number for the church so that people would have it memorized to be able to call into the church if they ever needed to. That's clever. You should write an article about that. I think I did. Well, maybe you did. <laughs> if not, we should reshare it. There we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, so uh, we've got faster internet now, and it's pretty awesome. So I'm streaming video while we do this to these guys, because I always said that I would do that. Um, now I have to worry about looking presentable. I have to wear pants and stuff. I'm kidding. Half kidding. Uh, so, like, right away we got the internet. I started running updates. I ran Dropbox can't believe the speed i did a couple things a day to kind of test it out and was blown away uh and this is where it gets into the fun and frivolous like to download a game like you get a new game say it's 50 gigs it would take a long time i'd usually leave it go overnight for lots of nights and like after a couple weeks it'd be done um and like i did it today in less than two hours so it's pretty amazing (laughs) now the next step is that you instead of buying us all microphones you buy all of us uh, vr equipment and we can just do all this in vr and people can just join us via live stream that way that is you were that kid weren't you (laughs) (laughs) like i've heard of stretches you know (laughs) that (laughs) stretch that's 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 like uh, it escalated quickly. <laughs> that that just went like from zero to a hundred in like yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, let's take a mic, multiply it by 10. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Not it's even a great one. idea, Jeremy. I mean, that's what I meant to say. Great idea. Great, oh, okay. idea. Okay. great yeah. idea. I mean, that's what I heard you say, so I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Next level. It's not a bad idea, though. If you did get VR, we could do that. Then <laughs> people could. I wonder where we could do that. And that's an interesting idea. Next level. This is the way I could do that. The only problem is I don't think that enough people listen that the the pop like the per per person there being I would just hmm if you have Oculus right like ping me I'd be curious to know if anybody has because if anybody does that does I would do that once do like a whole episode <laughs> and I would like be sitting here in VR that'd be pretty trippy so I forget the. I forget the purpose of this episode, other than for me to say, I finally got good internet. So you wrote an article about uh, how good internet can or cannot affect people and potentially actually have significant repercussions. Yes, significant indeed. Oh, I was also going to mention how it was starting uh, the last couple of weeks. It was starting to interfere with my my day job. Um, And then also on Friday, I don't know if any of you noticed, on Thursday night, I went to upload the podcast and it... It wouldn't work. Uh, it would. It would time out. Like well, I've run into this with problems. Like you know, you go to speedtest.com, right? To do your speed test. I had to download the app because speed test. The connection was too slow. It didn't think it was working, and it would like time out, right? Um, and so I think that that's what was happening with Buzzsprout. Is I would go to upload it, and it wasn't getting enough push. Maybe I don't know what it would be for it to to upload so then the meter would just go but it would be no file i'm like oh my gosh we've hit critical mass and i thought well at least i'm on the schedule to get internet on monday so worst case scenario i'll upload on monday um thankfully turned around i don't know what caused the difference Uh, i was able to upload it i want to say i did it saturday maybe maybe it was friday i forget when when i got it put, put up but nonetheless it began to affect that as well um the the crappy internet so yeah, it it has it has lots of effects, um, and you know, it almost seems weird to say you know it affects kids' ability to study and do homework. I I thought that before, but I thought yeah, I mean you know YouTube video, you got to put on low quality, maybe it buffers a little bit. Is it really that much of a difference? And then I saw that video that that we shared on the post there, which I'll put up. I'll put a link in the description. I was shocked to find out that it, it's not only hindering, but it actually, like, there's that many families that don't have even access. Um, and maybe they don't have a computer or internet or maybe both. Maybe it's because they can't get it in their area or maybe they can't afford it, whatever the case may be. And it just has me thinking, like, you know, is there anything that we can do as the church, as tech? Is there anything we can do? I, I don't know of anything that we can do. Per se, but if you do or you have an idea, like let's talk about it because I'd be curious yeah. to know. I would. I'd, I'd sh- uh, my instinct is just to share share your internet. Um, <laughs> it's it's it's. Uh, I think about that. So we had at uh, one of my friends' churches in Joburg a few years ago set up a a, a number of like just uh, Linux computers in their coffee area, there was one wall that was just lined up and a bunch of kids, um, you know, before they had decent internet at home could just come in and they could do research for their school. They could, 
Um, they could just play around on there. Um, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I can speak for what I've seen in certain parts um, where, where um, a shared internet connection literally starts uh, uh, some sort of economy um, in the area. People get to find out about literally find jobs because they had they got an internet connection or they they find a way to create a small business and some sort of livelihood um, yeah it, it, it's amazing how how much we rely on it these days I, ironically enough I couldn't pay one of my internet bills online mm-hmm. because <laughs> you didn't the connection have. that I was paying for, <laughs> with them was too slow for their site, so their site didn't work. <laughs> no way. No way. Way. Yeah. Way. Totally so way. I, take so, I mean, different. we've got, I mean, we've got like the, what do you call this? Um, uh, these apps where you pay by scanning a, a QR code. So the apps connect to your credit card and you scan by paying QR code. Um, what's this? Google Pay. Um, has just launched throughout uh, South Africa. I mean, what's it's uh, the is it Samsung? One of those yep. guys yep. just launched throughout South Africa. So anyway, like you know NFC. Um, uh, did I say it? Anyway, but but there we go. Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't have data, then you can't pay. Right. If you're scanning your code, and, and you know, <laughs> I'm I'm not naive enough to think that that having access to the internet at home to do homework and stuff is a far greater advantage than, than off, than an offsite place. Right. So clearly, you know, the end, the end game is to get internet in someone's home and a way to access that, which as we know with, with raspberry Pi, if, if somebody has a television, which with an HDMI connection with most, most of them do, um, you know, you can get people computers fairly inexpensively. You know, so the price isn't undoable in that sense, um, and I think getting internet in someone's in a child's home is probably like a real winner. Now, I realize there's some caveats, and there can, there can be abuse, et cetera, et cetera. But I think w- we can't be that way. I think we have to help someone, and then the the the, the what time we were. Mm, you can't control you can't control gifts like that. You can't control how you help people, right? Like God blesses us, and we don't even hold ourselves to that kind of a standard. Why would we do that to somebody else? So I think that that's the actual end game. However, I still think there's a gap between there that we could fill. And you guys are right about you know what we were talking before about churches and the internet. And you mentioned a blessing being able to have basically like a, a homework center. And the homework center, I mean. Uh, you know, if you've got teachers to volunteer, that would be cool too. But at at the bottom, at the lowest tier, right? At the simplest form, it could be an internet connection and just some adults who can maybe help with some long division to just monitor the kids and just be an adult and to be helpful and to help them with with whatever they're trying to look up online. Just you know, as as a guardian, somebody to help help the kids along, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily a teacher. Just where, where kids could come in and could actually do that would be, you know, could be a really cool thing. Yeah. My sister actually does this in her community where um, they have a, it, 
it's Youth for Christ and it's Campus Life Room. Um, so doing youth ministry and their building is literally right across from high school and it's right next door to the middle school and elementary. And they wow. open the building up um, every single day for a half an hour right after school uh, for people. And typically there's a lot of games, a lot of youth ministry fun that's happening. But during this time, right after school, um, there's no games. Everything's turned off. The computers are on, but they're only for academic purposes. And everybody yeah. that comes in there can receive academic help. And it, you don't even have to have the internet to use it. You can literally just show up and be like, Hey, I need help with um, my math homework or my literacy yeah. stuff. And some of the teachers have been catching on to this and they have now partnered with the school. So the teachers come in to help the students with after school stuff and everybody, the whole community, the parents that come and pick them up, all these people are now connecting with my sister's youth ministry. Not that they haven't before because they're highly uh, involved in the community anyways, but they get a ton of, of time with the students not to do the bait and switch of okay now it's time for a bible study or a discipleship or whatever is next but just to get them comfortable with the environment and then if they want to stay for the youth ministry great and if not god bless you we hope you have a good week and everything else and they they double that down with like on Wednesdays, they have a spaghetti lunch, and so they're also opening up. And that's the whole approach of Youth for Christ is as an outreach ministry um, to evangelize to people and then to connect them with the church. But it's huge for them because there is a lot of people. Youth for Christ also has a section where they t- try to reach inner-city kids. And that's actually where this whole model was born out of was for low-income people that are struggling with stuff um, to have mentorship, even um, job-skilled training for people that maybe can't get that connection. Wow. That's so cool. That's awesome. Mm. How do you – so, Eric, this has transformed – I was about to say, you know, the internet has just changed your life. <laughs> it's transformed your life. It's like, but, but just like about, Jesus transformed your soul. This internet thing could really catch on. Have you tried the, the oh, what's it called? YouTube? It's got videos. <laughs> you mean the YouTubes? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I was, watching, I, I was watching a YouTube video today. I'm watching it. I'm like, wait a second. So I clicks uh. on the gear. And I turned that Joker up to 1080. Not buffering. Pow! Still not buffering. Oh, yeah. I could see oh, I made yeah. it like full screen. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's what that guy yeah. looks like. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, it was. Is it almost weird? It is. Like when you do when you do 1080 um, at 60 frames a second, it's almost like, hmm, I almost want to go back. This is a little too weird. After you've been, after you've been doing 144, it's a big jump, Jeremy. Yeah, it is a big jump. I remember how we suffered it at, at, um, uh, for not having good internet at church. I'm pretty sure um, I scared my coworkers. When I was on... They're like, oh. <laughs> oh. Turn it down, Eric. Turn it down. Like, who this? Who this? <laughs> Thankfully, we met face to face, so they knew it was me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Immediately, yeah. like, oh, Eric's not roboting. And then all of their little icon. I was watching them. I'm like, wow, it's yeah, yeah. so clear. <laughs> wow. And that little, there's an HD icon for Google Hangouts. I had no idea. Mm. Oh. oh, man. Well, welcome. I'm sorry. Yeah. I derailed you. What were you saying, Lizzie? No, no, no. I was just talking about how um, uh, uh, I remember suffering at church um, when, you know, we were, 
at one of my old churches uh, where I was volunteering and I ended up just giving up because um, I was trying to build a website and, and, uh, and they wanted me to do it from there. It was just terrible. <laughs> and I was just thinking about how crippled we can be. I mean, if you think from church life to work to home life, if you just don't have decent internet, and sometimes, sometimes it's not a matter of access. I mean, like you, you, you. I mean, it was like an issue in your area, so an infrastructure issue. Sometimes, sometimes we want to skimp, you know, like uh, where can we make some savings? And then, do we really need to pay for fiber? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely dynamic. What's what's crazy is that. Um, what yeah? What we'll be paying for this internet is less than one of either one of the other internets because I was paying for two, right? Because because we had we had a satellite dish for because we needed a second one and then it had a data cap, so we did have higher bandwidth, but the the but the ping was terrible, the latency was awful. Uh, but we had two, we had to, we had more than one internet, and we had more than one option depending uh, because the one that I worked on, I could only be on by myself. And then the kids and everyone else had to share the other one, uh, is, is how we had it worked out. But, um, it's, it's less than, than either one of those, let alone them put together. And so, um, like, I think just this, I think the satellite alone was over $80, um, for just that. And then the DSL was not that expensive, but still decent. Um, and then this, what we're getting through the co-op is only going to be. So what are you going to do with all those 40, extra dollar dollar 44. bills? Have you thought about it? I've I have four oh, kids, I so my. it's already. Spent. <laughs> I've got to feed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the peanut Uncle, butter budget just went up. Uncle Eric is all out of money. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Mister Br. <laughs> right? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You you you've got a you've got a. 980, don't you? Uh huh. What's a 980? Yeah, I think a 980 will support VR. Graphics card. An NVIDIA 980 card? Uh, oh, card. oh, oh, It's a graphics card, okay. plusing. Okay. It's something us PC gamers uh, okay. talk about. Okay, PC game talk. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Glossed <laughs> over all this. Say that again. So you probably glossed over all this. You're like, okay, whatever. I've got Nerds. Glossed over um, it. Moved well, on with life. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I wish I could, I wish I could sometimes <laughs> slow down. <laughs> yeah. So guys, um, I guess that's my, my takeaway from this, all this whole experience is, I don't know, kind of challenging myself in some way not to lose sight. I don't know. I, when we moved back from Italy to the States, there were several things that I didn't want to forget based on the culture shock, right? There's things I didn't want to lose from that. And I, I've I've lost most of those, I'm sure. There's a few things that come up that I'm like, yeah, we got to remember that. We got to do this different. We promised ourselves we wouldn't do this, right? We, yeah. we can't do this. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to think with that, with, with this internet situation. And maybe it's not just about internet, but even just people, there, 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 there's a decent number of people out there that, that are – that are not privileged like I am. So what is it that I can do person to person, not in some big grandiose thing? Cause we, it's so easy for us to get caught up in that, right? What what's in what simple ways can that be extended to help, 
to help somebody else along their journey, you know? So, and, and I, you know, I don't know. I, I think it would be healthy for us to, to talk about that more on Church Mag as well, you know, um, as techs, because there is definitely a technology gap in the world, um, in our own country, and possibly our own neighborhoods, whether it be understanding and education, you know, somebody throwing away a computer because, you know, it's too slow and I can't afford RAM. Uh, that sounds, that would never happen. But I have known people that have wanted to buy more RAM because their computer was too slow when all they needed was somebody to come along and run an antivirus and stop the hundreds of spyware were living on their computer. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And honestly, I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily think it's exactly a tech spec issue either. I think uh, if we take that video into um, its fullest potential, we have to realize that we have to have a little ownership of how technology affects culture and the poor. Um, we're talking about the poor, the widowed. Like, what widow needs help troubleshooting her iPhone right now. And why do we not have a ministry that helps with that, at least from the church tech angle? And I don't know what that looks like necessarily because I'm literally just babbling right now. Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, so often we feel like our podcast, we have to present an an answer. Maybe that's a cultural pressure, you know, like, Oh, we have to be an expert and we have to have the answer. We, we don't, we don't have that here. This podcast is a podcast without a conclusion. This podcast, this podcast, this podcast, this podcast podcast is brought to you by the spoken language. It's hard sometimes. Now this podcast is, is to be a giant question mark for us all. What can we do? What, how can we leverage our our uh, what was the word? Oh, our privilege, our understanding, our education, our knowledge, whatever whatever is that the, the, those God given gifts that we have that we we take for granted and we don't even realize them to be gifts anymore mm. because they're yeah. just there, yeah. just and we forget about them that we can use to to help somebody else. I'd love to yeah. hear two different things from our audience that wants to try to tackle some of this. First of all, what are some unique and creative church tech solutions that we can have for people that don't have the means, whether it's uh, internet, mobile phone, uh, computers, whatever it is, and going beyond what we talked about here. But then secondly, if you had a 20-second pitch in between church meeting to church meeting or sitting down with and waiting for the elder meeting to start that's talking about budget. How could you pitch a service like what we're talking about so that your church can help a ministry, even maybe a very small um, budget around something like this. So if you wanted to implement like a, it's almost like a, um, what are those meetup places that they like sell you time in the building and you can have like your conference calls and co-working spaces. Like it's almost like a high school co-working space with internet for people to come in. Like, how would you sell that in 30 seconds? Or yeah, see, and and that's just it is Jeremy is that it's just that right there. The, the safe resourceful place, because it could also be for adults, you know, those that, I mean, I don't know how many stories I have seen on Reddit where somebody's like, I was homeless and this guy helped me with the resume and now I yeah. have a job. Thank you, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Like yeah. that happens, you know, like I, I am amazed. <laughs> I'm amazed at resumes that I see from fully capable, fully capable, previously employed adults 
that I've seen their resumes. Like there's a need there that we could help people, let alone people that have never done a resume or are having a hard time putting one together. That if you could help them, assist them in putting together a cool resume, printing it out on nice paper, like just like the whole thing, right? I mean, there's so much. Let's go a step further. I think one of the biggest barriers to people finding services, um, working community mental health, this happens all the time. We actually have a whole division in our agency to help people find employment. Like you said, setting up resumes, but then also for people that don't know how to find jobs, their, their approach to it is literally to go to the library where there's free internet, but they have to share the internet. They have to sign up for 30 minutes at a time. And so literally just offering a computer where they can put their application in and obviously can be monitored and all the concerns and safety stuff, but where they can go to actually apply for jobs to look up where to go um, to actually have ability to send an email to the person in a very professional way, as opposed to not having that capability, all those things. Yeah. And and see what's interesting about that, Jeremy, and I'm glad you brought this up is that there's not a need to recreate the wheel. We're not, we don't mean to promote recreate, recreate the wheel, like look out and see where else it's being done or who else might be doing it. This is not like a rally cry to start something new. You don't need to start something new more than likely a lot of, if, if this excites you in any way and you want to try to get involved in this more than likely, there's something already going on in your area. If not, then maybe you should start one. But if you look really hard, you're going to find somebody else doing it. And it is the, the wisest thing to do is to partner with them and encourage them and to join them in, in that pursuit. So like Jeremy's saying, like if, if, your uh, if your city or county or whatever state has a program that does that already and you check it out and it's fully awesome or it's getting the job done, then that is a resource that then you can point people towards, see if they need rides, like how to get there, encourage them to do it, et cetera, et cetera. There's no need to start a whole thing, but you still can play a part even in the simplest ways of encouragement or helping somebody get there or just pushing them over the edge that, yeah, go see them. They help they'll help you do this right that can be a very powerful thing sometimes myself included it's too easy to overcomplicate these things and overcomplicate or uh overthink our role in 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 helping somebody out like we think we gotta like do this big thing but maybe you just have to give an encouraging word or a ride or pay for someone's bus ticket or who the smallest, simplest thing, even words of encouragement can so, so be so powerful. Amen and amen. The question is, do you enjoy the Church Mag podcast? We hope you do. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag, and tell us what you love about the Church Mag podcast. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We love them. Are you still twitching? <laughs> Twitch. I just called twitching. it Twitch. <laughs> Twitch. What am I doing? I'm twitching. Twittering. It's like twittering. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Like that works for some things. Some things you have like you would yeah. say I'm twitching. You would like, say I'm twittering, but you would say I'm Facebooking. Like, right? This is not a rule. There's We're not deciding. a rule. It's made. okay. We're just making this up I mean, collectively. I mean, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're Instagramming, you're Facebooking, but if you say you're Twittering, people are like, noob, you know what I mean? The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 